0: the British Israel Church of God presents The Watchman Program. The Watchman says, watch World News, watch Europe, watch China, watch Middle East. The Watchman unlocks all Bible prophecy from the past, the present, and the world to come. And now, evangelist and commentator, Peter Salemi.
1: greetings again everyone this is peter salemi and welcome to the watchman program sponsored to you by the british israel church of god way back in the time of daniel the time of the 70 year captivity of the jews because of nebuchadnezzar who came in to judah and carried the captives of judah back to babylon almighty god said that the jews would stay there for 70 years now during that time there was a prophet a young prophet named daniel who came on the scene and almighty god showed daniel amazing visions that came to him by night amazing prophecies he showed one prophecy to king nebuchadnezzar in the second chapter we read of this great image that he saw in the plain of the head of gold and breasts of silver and the potter's clay and the miry clay and so on that we read in Daniel 2 and then he interpreted the dream for the king and of course the king in turn gave Daniel immense power in the city of Babylon but then in Daniel the seventh chapter Daniel by night sees tremendous visions that came to him by God and he saw visions of four beasts that would rise on the earth And these four great beasts were four Gentile powers that would come to power on the earth and would rule the earth until the second coming of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In Daniel, the seventh chapter, starting in verse two, it says, Daniel spake, and he said, I saw in my vision by night and behold, the four winds of heaven strove upon the great sea and four great beasts came up from the sea, divers one from another so here we see the vision that Daniel saw of four beasts that would come and these four great beasts would rule the earth until one after another until the second coming of Jesus Christ let's start in verse 4 here it's speaking of a lion that had eagle's wings and he beheld till the wings thereof were plucked and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand upon the feet as a man and a man's heart was given unto it now all scholars would tell you that this is describing the babylonian empire the babylonian kingdom and of course the time when nebuchadnezzar got his sanity back and this is what it's saying here about a man's heart was given unto it because he was in the back there and his fingernails grew long, and the hair of his body grew long, and he caroused around in the back of the castle there for seven long years, eating grubs, looked like an animal. But then he looked up to heaven, realizing that Almighty God is in charge, and then Almighty God gave him his sanity back. And you can read that in the early chapters of the book of Daniel. And then it says here in verse 5, I beheld another beast, a second like to a bear." And it raised itself up on one side, and it had three ribs in its mouth. And then it says, arise and devour much flesh. This is obviously, you can look in all the commentaries, the Persian Empire. And it is likened unto a bear because of its immense size, its immense army that it had at the time. Then in verse 6, here's another beast, likened unto a leopard which had on its back four wings of a fowl and it says it also had four heads and dominion was given to it. This is obviously the Greco-Macedonian Empire. It is likened unto a leopard because it was a small empire. It had four wings of a fowl because of its lightning speed on the battlefield and then it had four heads because after the death of Alexander the Great, the kingdom was split in four, so this is describing perfectly the Greco-Macedonian Empire under Alexander and the Seleucides and the Ptolemies and so on. Then in verse seven, here is the last beast that was to rise after the other three, and this beast was to continue till the second coming of Jesus Christ. It says here, "I saw in night visions, and behold, a fourth beast." Dreadful and terrible, strong exceedingly, and had great iron teeth. It devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue within its feet. And it was diverse from all the other beasts before it, and it had ten horns. Obviously, this is the Roman Empire. This great empire that ruled from 31 BC to 476 AD. And it had great iron teeth, that is the obvious symbol of the Roman Empire. Now this empire was to rule all the way down to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And we will see that a little later on in this chapter. And then it says in verse 8, I consider the horns, and behold, there came up among them, that's among the ten, another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns, plucked up by the roots and behold in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth that spoke great things and this is the same mouth that we read of in revelation the 13th chapter and this little horn can be identified as the pope in rome that arose from among those 10 horns and those ten horns are the many successive revivals of the Roman Empire. And we'll see that a little later on in the program. But well, let's skip on to verse 16, verse 15. Here Daniel, he saw these great visions that came to him. And then it says, I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body and the visions of my head that troubled me. I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all of this. So he told me and made me to know the interpretation of these things. Let us remember that the prophecies are of no private interpretation, as the Apostle Peter says, but the Bible must interpret the Bible. Putting your own ideas into the Bible, of course, is condemned in the Bible itself. The Bible is its own interpretation commentary we must realize that when we are trying to understand future events so let us remember that there is no putting your own interpretation into the bible now here is the interpretation of these things verse 17 these great beasts which are four, are four kings so these are kings which shall arise out of the earth now we skip on to verse 23 and we, we see that king and kingdom or empires are synonymous. So when it talks about the king it is also speaking of his kingdom or empire because you can't have one without the other. It says in verse 23, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth. So they are synonymous, king and kingdom. So let's just remember that as we move on here which shall arise out of the earth. Now, does this mean world-ruling empires? Well, let's see in verse 18. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever and ever and ever. So obviously, these are global, world-ruling empires, Gentile empires, and the saints shall take this kingdom away from these Gentile empires. So it is a Four kings that shall rise and shall rule the earth. Then it says in verse nineteen, "Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others, exceedingly dreadful, whose teeth were of iron, and his nails of brass, which devoured, break in pieces, and stamped the residue with his feet." And of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, and before whom three fell even of that horn that had eyes and a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. And this little horn, notice in verse 21, I beheld that same horn, that little horn, made war with the saints and prevailed against them until the ancients of days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High and the time came that the saints possessed The kingdom. So, this little horn is going to persecute the church all the way down to the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. So, this great beast, this fourth beast, which had ten horns, will continue to rule and reign until the second coming of Jesus Christ. Because this little horn makes war till the second coming of Christ, and this little horn is among the ten. So these ten horns are successive revivals of the Roman Empire that would be revived all the way down to the second coming of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now let's move on to verse 23 and we can see this picture more clear. It says, thus he said, this is the angel, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, that's the Roman Empire, which shall be diverse from all the other kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth. So he absorbs, he devours the whole earth and shall tread down and break it in pieces. Now we go on to verse 24 and it says, the ten horns out of this kingdom. So here we have the Roman Empire, the fourth kingdom. Then out of this fourth beast shall come ten horns. So obviously it is speaking of the fall of Rome. Then after the fall of Rome, 10 successive revivals of the Roman Empire. And we read in Revelation the 13th chapter that the the beast in Revelation 13 received a deadly wound. And that deadly wound was healed because in 476 AD, the Roman Empire fell. But it was a deadly wound and that wound was healed in 554 AD by Justinian. And it was revived. Once again, then it says that another shall rise after them and he shall be be diverse from the first and he shall subdue three kings and that is of course the little horn and it says he shall arise after them but that word in the Hebrew should read in the midst of the ten horns or besides each and every one of the ten horns so it would be a church state government with each and every one of the 10 horns because this little horn it says shall be diverse from the first and what does that mean well he's different from the other horns how is he different because he is a religious leader and when you compare the little horn who makes war with the saints the second beast in revelation the 13th chapter verse 11 that looks like a lamb but speaks like a dragon then we look at the woman in revelation 17 that is drunk with the blood of the saints, it is all one and the same person and organization that came out of the Roman Empire. And there's only one ecclesiastical organization that fits this description, and that is the Pope in Rome and his, the Vatican City, the Curia, and the Papacy. So this is speaking of the Pope in Rome. Now, before I go on with, uh some of these prophecies i want you to get this free booklet absolutely free of charge called who what is the beast of prophecy and it'll go through all these prophecies and describe to you in detail and in history who what is the beast and it even has a chart on the beast and all its revivals and so on and it shows you in the chart the fulfillments in history And along with the prophecies to show you who, what is the prophetic beast of the book of Revelation and the book of Daniel. And Bill Pitsinas will inform you on how you can get that booklet.
0: To get your free CD-ROMs, please write to us at British Israel Church of God, 171 West Barbara Avenue, Parump, Nevada, postal code 89060. Or log on to our website at www.britishisrael.ca.
1: All right, so you can get that free literature. You can read it online on our website at britishisrael.ca, or you can Google the British Israel Church of God and you can read that literature online absolutely free of charge, or we can send you on CD the booklet as well if you want to do it that way and you can write to us to our u.s address and we will give it to you absolutely free of charge so here we see the little horn in verse 24 that's diverse from the other horns because he is a religious leader as well as a politician a king which perfectly describes the pope in rome and in verse 25 it says he shall speak great words against the most high And he shall wear out the saints of the Most High. So he's persecuting the church. And he thinks to change times and laws. Here is a little horn who wants to change times and laws. And what is that great law that was established by Almighty God, but then the Pope in Rome came along and changed it without any biblical authority whatsoever. He just did it. Because he's the Pope. He is the vicar of Christ. God's representative on this earth. And he said. That we should not keep the Sabbath. God's law. We should keep Sunday. The Romans. Day of rest. The Rome's state's. Day of rest of Sunday. So he thinks to change times. And laws. Not just The laws of Almighty God, but the times, meaning the festivals of Almighty God, of the Passover, the Days of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Trumpets, the Feast of Tabernacles. And he changed them to Easter and Christmas, and of course enforced it on the entire Christian world. So this is what this little horn has done in history, and it's all documented in our booklet, who, what is the prophetic beast, of revelation and then it says here and they that's the saints of the most high shall be given into his hand until a time times and half a time and that is in biblical prophetic uh, language 1260 years and it's interesting that the papacy rose to power in 590 AD and then it crashed the papacy's power ended in 1870 B.C. at the uniting of Italy under Garibaldi and King Victor. And the papacy's power was taken away in 1870. The inquisitions stopped, the rule of the Pope stopped, and he stopped persecuting the church during that 1260-year period. After that time, he stopped persecuting the church. But then it says in verse 26, But the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And all dominion shall serve and obey him. That's the Most High God, of course, Jesus Christ. So he is to reign right till the time of the judgment, which is the second coming of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So this Pope, long succession of Popes, is to rule and reign till the second coming of Jesus Christ. And the saints of the Most High were under his dominion for 1260 years. But the Great Tribulation is going to come. And he is going to receive his power once again. And of course the saints will be persecuted for not taking the mark of the beast. The mark of the Roman Empire. And what is that mark? I heard you get that booklet. Who is the Beast of Revelation? To find out what really is that mark. A lot of people think it's some sort of computer chip. That it's going to be placed in our foreheads or hands. And you cannot buy or sell. What is the true meaning of that? What is the biblical meaning of the mark? And the forehead and hand. Remember that the book of Revelation is a book of symbols. And it's all symbolism. And we must let the Bible interpret the Bible. To understand what the mark of the beast actually is. Because believe it or not. The mark of the beast has been here for centuries. It has been here since the time of the Roman Empire. Believe it or not. And what is the image of the beast? Again, we must let the Bible interpret what is the image of the beast. A lot of people think it's some sort of robot or or cloning. A lot of people are saying that cloning is going to be involved to make a perfect copy of the beast. Now, what I just said here about computer chips and cloning, that is man's interpretation of what the prophecies say. But what does how does the Bible interpret a lot of these things that we read of in the book of Revelation? I don't want to give away too much. I want you to get that booklet, who what is the beast of Revelation and study it in your own home to find out who what is the beast, the mark of the beast, the image of the beast and find out for yourself what are these things? Are they here right now? And I can confidently tell you that the mark of the beast the image of the beast has been here for centuries and you can prove it in the pages of your Bible and in history let's move on to Revelation the 17th chapter and here we see linked with the book of Daniel that we see the little horn that plucked three kings out by the roots and those three kings, or kingdoms, that took over after the Roman Empire fell were the Vandals, the Ostrogoths, and the Heruli. And because of their Aryan belief in God, the Pope had these three kings ousted from power. And they were plucked up by the roots, and you cannot find any trace of them in Europe. And after these three kings were plucked up by the roots, then the fourth horn, rose, and that was Justinian, the Byzantine Empire that established the Pope in Rome and his ecclesiastical power. And this was the fourth revival of the Roman Empire in 554 AD. So here we have seven horns left, three plucked out by the roots, seven left successive revivals of the Roman Empire the fourth was justinian now in revelation the 17th chapter here we see a woman that sits upon many waters a whore now a woman in the bible and she is also likened unto a city this whore and a woman and a city in the bible are symbols of a church and you can read that in ephesians the fifth chapter hebrews the twelfth chapter verse 22 we see the church of god Liken unto a woman and a city. And here we see a woman and a city. But she is called a whore. She is an apostate church. Not the true church of God, but an apostate church. And on her forehead is Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots. Verse 5. And we also read this, Woman in Isaiah the forty seventh chapter. She is called O daughter of the Chaldeans. She is an offspring of the Chaldean religion. O daughter of the Chaldeans. She is spoken of in Isaiah forty seven. She she calls herself the Lady of Kingdoms because she signed concordats with the kings of the earth and she ruled in a church state government. Remember the little horn comes up besides each and every one of the other horns from the fourth to the seventh it was a church state government notice in Revelation the 17th chapter it says here it says in verse 6 I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the Saints and the blood of the martyrs of Jesus when I saw her I wondered with great admiration just like the little horn who makes war with the saints and overcomes them for 1,260 years during the Middle Ages. Then it says in verse 9, Here is the mind which has wisdom. Seven heads are seven mountains. Remember that we have seven horns left, and these are seven kings or kingdoms. It says, seven heads are seven mountains, which the woman sitteth. So she is riding on this beast. It is a church state government, like we read of about the little horn. They are seven kings. So we have the seven horns and the seven kings, seven mountains. So they are all one and the same. Speaking of all one and the same thing. Five are fallen. One is and one and the other is yet to come. So, here is proof that those ten horns were the successive revivals of the Roman Empire. And it was a church-state government all along the way. And those empires were, of course, the one I mentioned, 554 A.D., Justinian. Then the Frankish Empire. Then Otto the Great was the, the third. And then the Habsburg Empire was the fourth. The fifth was Napoleon. The sixth was Hitler and Mussolini. And it says that one is. Are we still under that dominion of Hitler and Mussolini? Well, we have to remember that the Bible says here that these seven heads are seven mountains. Mountains rise, peak, and fall. That empire of Hitler and Mussolini rose during the time of the uniting of Italy, the uniting of Germany under William I and King Victor Emmanuel. It peaked during the time of Hitler and Mussolini, and now we're on the downward slide of that mountain. One is, the Bible says, because John was projected forward into time to the time of the sixth reign of the Roman Empire, which is right now. Are we under that reign still? Absolutely did you know that the EU was formed by the Nazis that after the war during the time of the war they had a plan B of a European Economic Union and when the Nazis lost the war these same people these Nazis went into power in Germany in Europe and created the European Economic Union now obviously not as strong as it was during the time of Hitler and Mussolini, but we are still under that reign, and it's on the downward slope of that mountain, and it will come to an end in 2013. And God proves that to us in his prophecy of Tyre, in Isaiah the 23rd chapter, of a 70-year period from the sixth head when Rome falls, that's the end time tire, 70 years would pass, and that's 70 years, 360 days, not 365, and it comes to 2013. The EU will come to its end. Then Rome, Vatican City, will start again to sing like a harlot and commit fornication with the kingdoms of the world once again so we are living in amazing times so one is that's that one right now the eu and then it says the other is yet to come now on this seventh head we see again 10 horns once again so this last revival of the roman empire will be a beast and it'll be in alliance with 10 other kings now where is this beast going to arise bible prophecy shows that germany will be that end time beast and we can prove that too and i'm going to do a program on that very subject called germany and prophecy which is on our website at britishisrael.ca if you want to take a look at that as well but this german beast is going to arise and it'll have an alliance with 10 other kings And it will form, because the woman sits on that seventh head, a church-state government, a revival of the Holy Roman Empire. So I urge you to get that booklet, Who, what is the Beast of Revelation? Log on to our website at britishisrael.ca and read that booklet and inform yourself of what's going to happen in the very near future. And also read that booklet on the city of Tyre, that's a very important booklet as well. So this is Peter Salemi saying goodbye, friends, and I'll see you here next time on the Watchman Program.
0: All our literature is offered free of charge. Write to us at British Israel Church of God 171 West Barbara Avenue, Parump, Nevada. Postal code eight nine zero six zero. Our website address is www.britishisrael.ca This is Bill Petzina saying goodbye, friends.